The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Matthew Canterman joins us, Director of Research at Ball Metaverse Research Partners, to take a closer look at Tencent. Boy, this is a, a complex picture here. Um, the shares traded a little higher in the U.S. ADR is up 3%, Matthew, uh, and that's after the, the process shares, uh, uh, the, the NASPERS assets of Tencent, traded flat in Europe. So it's a little confusing. I guess on the positive side, investors seem to like the, the cost-cutting and the management discipline. I, th- I think so. It, uh, the cost cutting is really impressive. You know, they they slashed about five thousand jobs quarter over quarter, which is a lot of people, but you know, it really makes a difference. And I also think there's some green shoots in some of the new businesses, like advertising. You know, Tencent kind of has a clone of a TikTok Douyin. It's their short video program. It's really getting a lot of engagement, but they only just started monetizing it in July. And the initial trends that they discussed are really, really encouraging. You know, they expect that to reach over a billion RMB of quarterly, quarterly revenue, you know, within a couple quarters now. So it's really going to start ramping up. And although the macro environment for advertising and fintech and everything that's kind of macro sensitive is not great. We saw the July retail numbers in China, not great. Having these new businesses that are organically growing from basically zero uh, can really help them reaccelerate the top line a lot sooner than maybe some people thought. All right. So you're saying advertising will come back. Your focus very much on the metaverse, though, now, Matthew. And how does that fit into Tencent's future growth? Absolutely. I mean, you know, Tencent is the global leader in interactive entertainment. And as we think about the metaverse at Ball Metaverse Research Partners and, you know, Tencent's a member of our Ball Ball Metaverse Index, you know, we, we think about it as the evolution of the Internet to encompass all things real time 3D. And so as a leader in developing real-time 3D experiences, Tencent will be at the forefront of the development of the metaverse, whether that's just creating platforms and applications. They've, they're rumored to have started their own hardware business and start looking at building their own VR, AR headsets. So similar to what Meta Platforms is doing, but at a much smaller scale. And it goes back to the, the cost efficiencies and, and the rational size of the investments. You know, Meta is spending $10 billion plus a year and growing uh, in OpEx, building out Horizon and all of the hardware you know, Tencent's team is only a couple hundred people, as the report said. So it's a much more smaller startup scale. And I think it's the right move because this long term vision for what the metaverse really is, is still, whether it's five, seven, ten years away, it's still a long ways away from being realistic. So you have some green shoots there, as you mentioned, uh, and also that sort of more discipline uh, in the management um, uh, thinking. Uh, but then on the, I would guess, slightly negative side, uh, the size of Tencent and the size of Alibaba seem to be a problem for the Communist Party. And and this common prosperity seems like when, when the government is not your friend, when the regulator is not your friend, it makes a, a very difficult path going forward. How much is that weighing on Tencent? 
It's absolutely weighing and there's still uncertainty there. And that's what makes it weigh even further. You know, we still haven't seen all of the rules and regulations be passed around what they call the platform economy. So these large internet companies like Alibaba, Tencent, ByteDance, et cetera. And so as those rules and, reg uh, and regulations, you know, come out over the next few months, as we expect, we'll get more clarity on what the future looks like. But, you know, for example, there's still uncertainty around the FinTech business. Tencent's not even sure yet if they need to get a bank, uh, a bank holding license for that business or if it can continue to operate as it is. And so they're waiting on the regulations to be formally codified. And so there's uncertainty till we get there. Now, what is encouraging is, is they seem to, uh, you know, be at a point where they're unraveling some of the web. You know, if we look at they've divested stakes in JD.com and C Limited, there was rumors they were going to divest their stake in Meituan. They shot that down on the earnings call, but even so, mm -hmm. You know, there, it, it does kind of make sense for them to start unraveling that that web of investees in, in kind of horizontally competitive businesses, because although they don't own these businesses and operate in them, they have very, you know, uh, they have very good partnerships. And, you know, there, there's a lot of competitive factors that the government's going to look at and say, you might be holding back on consumer value here. And particularly but, 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 as they push more. Oh, the, the problem is that, you know, the, they're being forced to sell what could be very valuable investments at a very bad time. They still made a tremendous return on most of their investments. If you look at their portfolio, they, they, they're they, Tencent's one of the most prolific investors in global technology across interactive Internet, et cetera. And so, you know, even if they're selling at what we think are the lows of the market over the last six, 12 months for Chinese tech, it's still a tremendous uh, value creation. And if they can leverage that capital to repurchase shares, as they talked about, or distribute the shares in those companies to shareholders, you know, as stock dividends, I think there's a lot of value that can be unlocked. And that's always been kind of the bear case for Tencent is they have this huge investment portfolio. How are they going to unlock it and recognize it? The JD.com started to give us a template for that, and we have to see if they can keep doing that. What about their video channels, the likes of WeChat and, and taking on the likes of TikTok as well? Are, are they kind of getting to that point where they will be more integrated in the West? Tencent and WeChat probably not as well known outside Asia. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great question in terms of building that social business outside of Asia, outside of China. For now, it seems focused on the domestic market. The international business is really focused on, you know, if we think about it, it's the gaming business and, and then, then, you know, the cloud business is growing in kind of other parts of Asia as well. But for most part, the international business is really being driven by gaming. You know, we'll see if they can make inroads. I, I think it would be difficult given all the political, you know, pushes on both sides, right, both in China and in, in the West in terms of building these platforms that run on algorithms and lots of data, right? And we're already seeing TikTok gets continued pressure uh, the FCC today just coming out with something else in the U.S. about how TikTok poses risks. And so, you know, it, it's probably a difficult ask, but there's so much to, uh, room to unlock value in China for advertisers with short video, because even uh, Douyin, you know, the, the China equivalent of TikTok is, is still ramping up their advertising from low levels. Curious about uh, what happened with Meituan. So James Mitchell sort of poured cold water on that Reuters report and the stock Meituan went up. But the other stocks, the other companies that Tencent has a big chunk of, um, they fell in their U.S. trading. What's going on there? I, th I think it just reflects the fact that after the JD.com divestiture and after C Limited, we're starting to wake up to the fact that Tencent is going to start to potentially consider, you know, selling off, distributing out, whatever it is, some of the more mature investments that they have in these companies, whether it be a Billy Billy or a Pinto or whomever. And so as they as they look across the ecosystem, 
you know, these are the companies. Meituan obviously balanced when they said they're not doing it right now, but that's not off the cards forever, I don't think. You know, as, as these businesses get to a mature stage where they no longer require Tencent's expertise to help guide their strategy and growth, and they mm. get to a, a stable, mature state, you know, that, that's the point where Tencent can look to, to harvest value. Matthew, final quick uh, yes or no answer. Do you think this is the first and last time we'll see Tencent sales fall? Uh, yes, I think it's the the last time. I think there's some promising green shoots to help us get back to growth in the second half of the year. Oh, bold call. Excellent. Uh, thanks very much, Matthew. Good stuff. Really enjoyed having you with us. Matthew Canterman there, Director of Research at Ball Metaverse Research Partners. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.